you. I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. You are with your host, Michelle. And Sarah. And it's Thursday. That means it's quest day. And so we are talking all about your quest. On Tuesdays, we get to interview some really amazing women. And on Thursdays, we get to kind of break down how you are doing and apply what they're doing to what you're doing. And we do this all in the framework of a quest. If you have not ever heard about the quest, will you please go back and listen to episode 48? This will really outline everything that the quest is about and it will get you on track. Today, we are going to be talking about the element of a quest and it is the guide. Now, a guide is really important because they have gone before, they know what's up, and they're going to help you on your quest. This is a crucial, crucial element. And it's the coolest part of the quest. I know I say that about every part of the quest, like, oh, it's so cool to realize you're the quester, or it's so fun to realize what your quest is. Well, meeting the guides, it's just so fulfilling. And to me, it is such a reminder that I am not alone. And I have to say that Michelle and I have studied this whole idea of the quest, which we talk about in episode 48. We have studied and prayed and fasted and and observed this and helped other women and entrepreneurs and moms and you name it. We've helped so many people through their quests. And yet just recently, I did a podcast interview with Natalie Norton. Okay, if you haven't heard her episode, it's on one of those Tuesday episodes that you need to check out. And we talk about guides in that episode. And she kind of blew my mind because here I felt like, okay, I totally get guides. They're awesome. And I brought it up to her and I said, so Natalie, we talked to all of our Women With Fire all about the guides that will come into their lives and how, you know, sometimes it's a divine guide and then sometimes, you know, it's a a person here on earth. And she cuts me off in the most awesome, abrupt way and says, well, Sarah, I got to disagree with you. I'm going to totally disagree with you on this because I believe all guides are divine. And I kind of sat there in total (laughs) silence, like... I'm getting schooled. (laughs) (laughs) And yet it was such a great moment for us to enlighten our minds and open our minds up to what is possible with guides, because really there are two kinds of guides and both are divine. Both are divine because we believe that we are divine, that we are um, spirit children of our heavenly father. Like we are divine. Um, The way you can really recognize the two kinds of guides are going to be one of two things. One is that they are either an earthly guide. Um, They are here on earth with you. You can physically talk to them and interact with them and learn from them. And then you also have your heavenly guides. And these are, this is obviously deity who we pray to and we, and we worship and learn from through prayer and fasting and all those kinds of things. So really all guides are divine, uh, but the two kinds are earthly guides and heavenly guides. 
And of course they're divine, right? Because Heavenly Father gave you this quest. This wasn't an accent and this quest is there. So man, oh man, thank you, Natalie. So in the scriptures, like let's give some examples because, and I'm always going to go back to Nephi because he is the original when we were thinking about the quest, like his whole story really is what lit me up about this whole quest I did because it is all over in the first and second book of Nephi. So, but we can see some really clear examples. So Nephi is a prophet in the Book of Mormon and his family is asked to leave Jerusalem because they are going to, um, Jerusalem's going to be destroyed and his family's going to be protected. In that moment, Nephi follows his dad, the prophet out of Jerusalem. And although that, that is part of his quest leaving Jerusalem in that moment and in um, different quests along the way, Nephi's dad, the prophet, is his guide. He is there every step of the way. And Lehi, Nephi's dad, has a dream of the tree of life, right? His dad tells him about the dream, but then he's able to go and ask Heavenly Father and experience it himself. And so that's kind of how guides are, is they show you what's possible, and then they show you how to how to view it, experience it for yourself. And then later Nephi is asked to go in back and get the, the plates. And this is another quest of Nephi and he, they try it three times. Right. But then, and this, I love this. I'll say it again and again, but he goes beforehand, not knowing what to do. And this is where God comes in. Right. And God is always our guide. He's always there. And sometimes it's through earthly people he sends. It's, But sometimes we are alone. Like sometimes we just don't know what we're supposed to do. And that is where God comes in. He sends his spirit and he prompts us and gives us situations and gives us the power to do the quest. I love this. I absolutely love Nephi as the ultimate example of the the quest and understanding the different roles of different guides, whether it's his dad as an earthly guide or it's God as a heavenly guide. All of these things are so great. And then I have to kind of chuckle at Laman and Lemuel. I chuckle at them because do you remember when they when Nephi was telling them about the vision of the tree of life that his father had had, and then Nephi had wanted to have it. So he went to his heavenly guide saying, I want to know even more than what my father has told me. And God granted him that experience. But then Laman and Lemuel come in and say, well, we want to know what this is all about, you know, and I mock him, but like we are so Laman and Lemuel (laughs) so many points in time. Um, We chuckle about it, but, but they come in and, and Nephi's like, well, have you, gone to God? Like, have you gone to your guide? And they mock it. They kind of snuff their nose at it, you know, and, and, and that that's such a, a vivid portrait in my mind of since we are constantly surrounded by entrepreneurs and women with fire who are trying to make things happen. This is a common problem, a common problem that we in fact avoid approaching guides. And I will dare say that it is one of three reasons that we decide that we are not going to approach guides. The first one is we feel like we don't know anyone who could be a guide, which is actually full-blown ridiculous. (laughs) Happy Thursday, people. Full-blown ridiculous. If you've got an idea and you don't know how to get it off the ground, you really do know someone that's going to help you. There is someone there, and that may be someone who simply... You know that their husband works on web design. That may be it. 
That may be the only connection or good heavens, Sarah and Michelle on the Women With Fire podcast. We can help you get some things rocking and rolling, okay? So that's the first reason we avoid guides is we feel like there is no earthly guide there. That's ridiculous. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Love Sarah. <laughs> yeah, Michelle's the one that's going to keep this a little bit more positive and mm-hmm. sweet. It's good. <laughs> no, love Sarah. Heart. Heart. XOXO. <laughs> then second is competitiveness. And competitiveness is a really fun thing to see spark in yourself because it really does get that adrenaline pumping and get you going and help you see vision. But it often will ostracize you. If you aren't able to let your pride go because you want to be the very, very best and you don't want to let anybody in on your big idea, competitive, competitiveness will stand in your way of finding or recognizing a guide in your life. And the third is kind of a silly one, and I call it the Google trap, okay? And that is where you feel like the only resource that you need is going to be Google.com in order to get your big idea happening. There are grave dangers in that being your only tool because dare I say, you will just waste a ton of time. You need a human, a living, breathing human that has been there, seen it, cares about you, and wants to make you successful. So don't you dare go to the Google machine. Don't be blocked by competitiveness. And don't for one second believe that you don't know someone who can help you get your quest started. And if you don't know where to start, like you have to figure this out because like Layman and Lemuel, really, they just needed to ask. And so if you don't know what to do, where to start, you get on your knees first and you ask Heavenly Father to know either which one of these is your block or which step you need to take to make the next decision and, and to fulfill what you're supposed to do. And guess what? He's your guide. He's the ultimate guide. He's going to answer. And now a small break. A word from those who make this podcast possible. This podcast is powered by Entreport. Entreport is our number one business tool. It literally does it all. Email marketing, sales funnels, automation, and it basically keeps your business running even when you're sleeping. Not only is Entreport the backbone of our businesses, but you can design a full-blown website using their customizable landing pages. It is the one-stop powerhouse shop where we keep our email lists, growth, marketing goals, and businesses at their very best. Check out the show notes or jump on thewomenwithfire.com slash Entreport to get started. And now back to the Women With Fire podcast. So let's kind of talk about what this guide could look like because it it shows up in different ways. So it could be just a friend. It could be someone that you know who has done this before. I know like with parenting, this happens a lot, right? Your sister, your older sister has gone before and you just have a newborn. They are your guide. They were just there and they love you. They they want you to succeed. And so they can be your guide. So it could just be a friend. This could be a course that you take someone who is an expert in what you need to know about. And they are a teacher. They are someone who will have done it before and have it 
all spelled out how you're going to learn. This could actually be an actual mentor, like someone who you work with. You can either um, pay them, shadow them, whatever, to help figure out what your quest is and what your next step is. And so all of these are great ways to do it. Um, you can also follow people who really inspire you and who are um, your type of people and are doing what you want to do. And so you kind of have to figure out what is best for you right now. And I remember when, cause Sarah and I were talking about this, we were like, who are the guides in our lives? Like who have we seen really um, help our dreams and visions become reality. And the person that comes to my mind is, is Vicki Black from Senior Style Guide. And when I was doing Beauty Revived, I didn't know what in the world I was going to do. I didn't have, I was pretty clueless on what my future was going to hold with that. And so I, I reached out to her and I was going to do some, I was going to do this like advertising swap because I was going to do senior prop shop. And remember that was a complete failure idea if you don't know about it anyway, but it did connect me with Vicki Black who had the leading senior photography magazine and still does. And she was the first one that said, Michelle, this is a great idea. And I'm going to publish your 50 um, photo sessions in my magazine. And then from there, she said, okay, let's do it again. And then, hey, what if you just did your own magazine? Now, I had no idea how to do any of this. She she really is an example of what a true guide is. And so let's kind of break down what she did. She saw in me something more than I could see. That's one. Um, number two, she had no incentive in seeing me be successful. Um, she really was out of the goodness of her heart, helping me out. And she could see that this could be something that was amazing. And then she changed it from helping me to helping me do it on my own. And I think that's a really important aspect of a guide is yes, they see, they see what you could be. They help you be that person. And then they help you be it alone so that you can be independent and can, can do more. And so that's, um, that's kind of how you can think about your guides. And I want you to think about it. I want you to think back in your life and think about those people who at critical moments, whether it's as a mom or um, growing a business or just being an influence, like when has someone stepped in and really showed you who you could be, showed you how to do it, and then helped you be better? Because you should thank them. You really should thank them. These people are awesome, and they gave you something, gave you something that you couldn't do on your own. So Sarah, have you, tell me about your guide. Oh, what's so great is that Michelle's story and my story are very, very similar in foundation. And I think that that shows the real truth behind the role of guides on our quest. Truth resonates, truth prevails, truth is consistent. And that is why my story is really similar to yours. And there is no question when I think of who one of my most powerful guides in my life, I have had many, I feel really lucky that way, uh, but was Brooke Snow. She has been here on the Women With Fire podcast uh, earlier in one of our earlier seasons. And she was my mentor. And here was kind of an interesting, I'll bring a little fresh perspective that is a little bit different from Michelle's experience is I was taking photography classes from Brooke. So I had just had a baby and this was my first baby and I had quit. I used to be a band director. 
okay, at the local high school. Go Skyview High. Um, I used to be a band director um, before I had my first baby. And so I was moving from kind of my career path where there were constantly competitions, constantly scores, there were awards, there were judges critiques, a very, you know, high intense uh, job position. I was moving from that to motherhood. And it was a hard transition for me. It was hard because this sweet little baby was not telling me that I was awesome all the time. <laughs> I mean, that was Talk the reality. <laughs> yes. I, it was kind of like, first, what do I do with this sweet baby that I love? And second, I felt I just felt no feedback on that I was offering anything. And it was a really hard transition for me. So luckily, I had a very in tune husband who bought me a camera and bought me a photography class with Brooke Snow, who lived right down the road. I was spoiled rotten to like go on the bus with her in middle school. I mean, cool stuff. We have serious history together. So I took this bus ride, this bus ride, I took this photography class with her after having my first baby and it immediately clicked with me as far as my interest and being able to offer something and my creative outlet, all those kinds of things. And this is a point that I want to bring up. Brooke Snow came into my life as a guide in a paid fashion. I paid money to take her class. Then she wrote another class. I paid money to take her second class. She created another class. I paid money to take her third class. And she is the ultimate guide. And yet I was still sacrificing in some way in order to be near her and learn from her and, and really, really learn her expertise. And in fact, I have memories of um, when we were living near each other, she would go on shoots and she would call me and say, I'm going on a shoot. Will you come and hold the reflector for me? And I would sit through hours and hours of these shoots holding her little reflector, not saying a word. I didn't bring my camera. I didn't get any shots out of it. I didn't get paid to do it. I sat there and observed and soaked it in. So I, I think that while this makes me look like the most awesome student ever, I, I want to get the point across that often with a guide, especially in the business world, there does come a point in which you need to invest in them and you need to be confident sacrificing in order to be in their space and, and you know, taking advantage in all the, right, all the right ways with their expertise. And I tried to do that through photography classes and then for free and being her assistant on shoots. And she eventually became my ultimate mentor, provided me with teaching opportunities. She's the one that helped me launch and envision and create my now gig, the Photographer's Element and Online Photography School. She was the mentor through that entire process. And I just think it's so awesome to recognize the similarities between your guide, Vicki, and my guide, Brooke, because both of them, number one, cared about us more than anything. And there was nothing to benefit from us being awesome or us being successful. There was nothing to benefit for them. And so that real purity of heart really comes into play as you are seeking out a guide. Because I do think you could go to Google, remember the dangers of Google, and you could search for business mentor or life coach. All of these things are great things, but are you able to recognize the right guide for you with the right intentions for what you need right now. Finding the right guide is really, really important. So let's like talk about how you find a guide. Okay. <laughs> 
because this is real life, real steps. Um, in whatever you're doing, I want you to think about um, what you need. Like, what is it that you are lacking that you are like just wanting to take the next step, but maybe you don't know how. And I want you to think about anyone that you follow on social media, anyone that you um, know in real life, anyone that you just get their emails in your inbox or whatever. And I want you to think about them and why they came to mind and if they can fulfill a need. When we started, when I started Beauty Revived, I did a gutsy thing. I'm just going to tell you. (laughs) I emailed a lot of the biggest senior photographers in America, really. And I, they don't know me. They didn't know me from Adam. They never heard of Beauty Revive because I just thought it up. And I emailed all of these people. And guess what? I got some no's. I sure did. I sure did. But I got some really awesome yeses. And so really what you can do is email that person you just thought of and either ask them some questions um, see if they're the right fit. And I also want you to be very, very, if this is in a business situation, I want you to be very respectful of who they are and their time because they can't give everything away for free because this is their business and that's okay. That's okay. It does not, um, it does not negate their, their, the, how much they care about you, but it actually shows how much they value those they actually work with because they can't give away all their time for, for nothing because just like Brooke, I mean, I think Brooke is, she is the best person ever. And because Sarah invested, there has to be, let's talk about the investment. There has to be some sort of sacrifice in this relationship for it to be beneficial for both parties. And, and also that sacrifice provides a layer of honesty because it really, because it means that both parties are sacrificing to make this relationship work. And then with that as the foundation, then the guide can come in and say, okay, here's what I see in you. This is what I think you can become. And this is how I would do it. And then this is how you can do it without me. And so that's why that has to be there. So don't cringe at that, but realize that sacrifice brings forth the blessings of heaven. Is that, have I heard that somewhere? (laughs) That sounds oddly familiar. (laughs) I don't know if that was sacrilegious or not, but I do, (laughs) but I do think that in our world and even in our culture, we do kind of want things to just, uh, people to just give us their expertise for free. Like as photographers, we can get real, real about this. Like as photographers, how many times do we get asked to do things for free? Oh, can I share my horror story? (laughs) I have an absolute horror story that is going to make you lose faith in the public. It really is (laughs) about this. So I write photography classes, right? That's what I do. I write photography classes to teach photographers online. And as part of that, I, I record myself photographing these families or these couples or these kids so that my students can see how I pose, how I use light, how I use composition, etc. Well, because of this, I often have to reach out to family or friends to be models for these classes that I'm producing and they get a benefit out of it. They get free photos, right? That's kind of what they do. They get to be the models in my classes. That's how it rolls. I remember being in the church building and being in the hallway and having my back against the hall right by the the room where all the women in our congregation meet. I'm going to try and be real vague here. Okay. 
and I was just sitting there and I was holding a little baby and I heard some people from my congregation talking in there about me. Okay, heard my name, full blown. I'm already have a pit in my stomach. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm probably gonna edit this because it's so bad. You're just gonna, you're gonna gasp, really. Um, so they're sitting there talking, and I realized that they were talking about me and my photography. And one of these um, people that was, one of the people that was in there was someone I had photographed for one of my classes. So she had received a free session. And the other person was saying, oh, I would really, really love for Sarah to take my family photos, but she's pretty expensive. And this is when I was in Arizona and I was expensive. I was expensive at that time. And you know what this other girl said? If you become really, really good friends with her, you'll get a free session. No, Sarah. And I just died. And truthfully, my whole business model changed from that moment in that church building because I saw the unfairness of it and I've become a little bit more of a hardened businesswoman and I hope the Lord will soften me Um, but I feel really passionate about this idea that you invest in the person that you are asking to hold your hand through the process and I know that that sounds pretty passionate and maybe even hard the word that I used before um, but what you want is you as the quester you want to feel like a priority to that mentor and the reality is any good mentor really cannot make you the ultimate priority if they're feeling like it's half-hearted or that they they're feeling taken advantage of that I love how you said that layer of honesty appears in that relationship when you have invested in some way so when you reach out to that person offer a sacrifice Um, what do you charge for me to sit down with you for an hour Um, can I take you out to lunch Um, what do you charge for a business meeting over donuts or whatever it is you want to have okay put in a line there saying that you are willing to invest and sacrifice in order to learn from them you know I just had this happen so I do mascara right the uh, the MLM I know um but we're doing it differently we talked about the mascara experiment at the very first episode of this season so if you want to go back and listen to that but so I have mascara artists reach out to me all the time and ask me about it like ask me about their advice and I'm going to tell you that with all the emails I get, I can answer them, but I'm telling you they're not prompt. Like just because time-wise I have five kids, I'm doing other things and they're asking something of me without them sacrificing. And then just this weekend, I had this mascara artist reach out to me who wanted some mentoring and she said, what does it cost to spend some time talking about my business with you? And guess what? I emailed right away because I see that she's serious because once once someone invests in that part, right, then I know that they'll probably take action when I, when I give them advice. Because when free advice is free advice, and some people will take everything and not do a thing with what you tell them. But once I see that someone is willing to invest, then I see that they're serious. And there's that layer of honesty we're talking about. So don't be afraid if you're a mentor or if you're if you're a mentor don't be afraid to charge right and and or if you're a photographer don't be afraid to charge <laughs> Sarah and I both have been burned before 
but your skills, your experience matter. So do the skills of your mentor. So even though this conversation has taken a little bit of a heavy ending as we talk about investment, which we are passionate about and which we believe will provide you with the best guide possible and that layer of honesty that's so critical, um, we love talking about the importance of these guides. So as a little bit of a wrap up, there are two kinds of guides. You've got earthly guides and you've got heavenly guides and certainly your life and the choices that you're making day in and day out are going to qualify you through this experience to receive the guidance of the ultimate heavenly guide, your heavenly father who loves you and who cares about this process. He cares about the process. The process is the point of the quest. He wants you to come closer to him and he will provide that guidance. He also will provide divine guides, which we call earthly guides. Okay, thank you, Natalie Norton, for pointing out all guides are divine. Love it. Earthly guides are those that know you and that want you to be successful and that you can feel that they're not competing with you, that they're not hiding things from you. They care about you becoming something. And the great part about this is because they are further up the mountain, they've taken more switchbacks than you have. And so they have that that closer perspective to the ultimate goal of being close with Heavenly Father and our relationship with deity, that they are invested in you becoming something. And in order to find the best earthly guide for you, invest in them, sacrifice for them, and listen carefully to what the Spirit tells you as you're looking for a guide so that you can know if this is the right heavenly guide that you've been looking for all along. So that is the end of the Thursday podcast, and we want to be little mini guides for you. We want to talk to you about this. We want to know where you are in your quest. Are you looking for a guide? Um, what are your strengths as the quester? Like, we want to talk to you. So join us on Instagram at The Women With Fire. And on Friday morning, you will see Michelle on Instagram Live. And she's going to be chatting all about quests, all about guides, all about you. And she wants to provide you with the best ideas, support, cheerleading action going on ever. So join us on Instagram on Friday for Instagram Live and Michelle will be there to talk to you all about quests. Thanks so much for joining us as we talk about guides today. You're the best. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more, with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.